welcome back. We're sorry we missed you this past Friday. Um, we uh, are coming back to you now, though. We're excited to be with you once again at Backwoods Theology. I was told I needed to explain why we did not have a, an episode this past Friday. So it's all I, Chad's fault. It, that's exactly what it is. That's Here right. is the God's honest truth of what happened. Chad was in prison. <laughs> we had to bail him out. We Well, we weren't able to. Okay, here's the whole story. Let me just tell the story. Chad went to prison. We're, you're familiar with the COVID restrictions about humming and not singing in church. And so uh, the hymn was chosen, uh, Wonderful Grace of Jesus, which is a hard hymn to hum. It is. So Chad just broke out in song. The chief of police happened to be there, arrested him. He got 10 days in jail. We took up a love offering at Churchill Baptist Church to try to bail him out, but it wasn't enough to pay his bail, but it was enough to go out to Chinese for lunch. So we did that instead. So Chad served his 10 days, and we finally are back once again. So welcome back, Chad. It's It's great to be out. Great to be out. Yep. Uh, you just got to learn to hum instead of instead sing. Of singing. Oh, yeah, I've tr- I tried. We we, just... we took up an offering and everything came back like the plates were empty. So yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. It was good. Sorry. You know, you get your three squares a day and make new friends. It wasn't too bad. Amen. Uh, well, no, actually, <laughs> if you could believe <laughs> that was all fabricated. Is anybody going to believe that? No, no, down the road, maybe. Of course not. Not Chad this Colburn. Is true. Down the not road. Chad Colburn. Hey. Uh, yes, we're just preachers. We're busy. Ch- uh, Josh and I were gone all last week, and we just weren't able to get it. So, But we're able to record today. We're excited about that. And we were not in prison. That's we were not, not in we prison. Were <laughs> uh, we were not in prison, no, but we are glad to be here today. Um, I actually have three friends with me today. We do have a guest in our studio today. So obviously Josh and Chad are here, uh, but it's good to have a good friend that I've made over just the past few months uh, that's with us. Um, His name is Scott Sandy, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here with you guys. I've been listening for a few weeks. Uh, Brother Chad actually was the one who uh, asked if I'd check it out and uh, let him know what I thought. So uh, I went back and uh, got caught up and then have been listening ever since. And you guys are doing a great job. I enjoy uh, tuning in. Um, I may or may not talk out loud as I'm listening to you guys talk, uh, but, but I, I have fun listening. And uh, so, but it's, I've been with uh, Brother Chad this past weekend at South Liberty Baptist Church and uh, doing a, a seed line project. And of course, that's a ministry that is affiliated with Bearing Precious Seed, printing Bibles, New Testaments, John and Romans. Seed line is the John and Romans arm of the printing ministry. And so, I basically work with churches throughout the Northeast, uh, assembling John and Roman scripture portions that go all over the world as bearing precious seed prints. Uh, We get scriptures and we take them to churches and churches put them together and we have a part in uh, publishing the Word of God. That's wonderful. I'm based out of a church in upstate New York and uh, travel all over the Northeast. I love being a part of the ministry that God's allowed us to be a part of. And uh, I'm excited my travels brought me to Maine and I'm excited to be here with you guys. And we highly recommend uh, the Seedline Project. Even if you're not in the Northeast area, um, there are other representatives like yourself in other parts of the country. Yes, there are three guys that go uh, directly out of Milford, Ohio, and and do scripture projects. And then, of course, there are 
probably another four or five guys like myself in churches, other parts of the country. There's a guy down in Augusta, Georgia. Mm. There's a guy out in Missouri. Um, there's uh, some work being done out even on the West Coast, California. I don't think they have a full-time guy out there yet, but uh, that certainly is the prayer that uh, somebody would kind of take that West Coast uh, area and, and do scripture projects there. So, yeah, church really anywhere in the U.S. Uh, can, can get involved with putting scriptures together. If someone was interested in that, what, what website would they look up to get information about that? Well, bpsmilford.org is the main website. Um, of course, my, our website, uh, nebseedline.org, uh, if you're in the Northeast and, and are interested in, in getting involved. Um, but Bearing Precious Seed, the main ministry, the printing ministry there in Ohio, uh, bpsmilford.org uh, would be a great point of contact. Wonderful. I highly, highly recommend whether you're a pastor or, you know, just faithful members who go to a church, go talk with your pastor. We had Brother Scott come last December and we assembled Spanish um, Gospel of John and Romans to go and our church just loved it. They've already been asking when he's coming back. And um, so Brother Chad has had him several times. And it's just a great way to see your church body all working together for a common goal and a common purpose. And it really is exciting. So um, I'm glad that you're here, Brother Scott, and we're excited about our podcast today. But we did want to talk about that just for a moment, um, because without the Word of God, we're out of business. I mean, uh, there is no missions without the Bible. So uh, we're thankful for that ministry that's here Hey, yesterday was Mother's Day. Yes. How was services yesterday? Services for us were great. The reason I mm. ask is, from reports that I see, uh, Mother's Day is now the most highly attended yes. church service of the year. Mm. Above beats Christmas. Out Easter and Christmas. Above yes. Easter is now Mother's Day. And I mm. take from that... It's okay to disappoint the Lord, but I'm not disappointing Mom. <laughs> so no, we had a, we had a good day. We had visitors. We had um, uh, several returning visitors. They've been coming now for a couple of weeks, um, but we had a good day. Honored our moms. Um, had a good lunch, and uh, everybody went home. So the afternoon <laughs> service was a little lower, but that's okay. It was still it was still a really really good day. Amen. So. Is a returning visitor a revisitor? Is that what you would call like them? like replenish? Right. Would that be like a, <laughs> would it be an Anna visitor? Mm. Ooh. Like an Anabaptist? So would we're gonna go an... with an Anna visitor. Anna visitor. <laughs> but I'm gonna a... use that from now on though. Okay, but if so, they're a guest, they like Titus. Like a... I don't say <laughs> Titus anymore. I actually say Titus. Titus. Yes. But they could also be an Anna guest. An Anna guest. Anna guest. Yeah. I like Anna visitor. Okay, it's fine. Just asking. <laughs> Did you have a good day yesterday? Yeah, it was a good day, fine day. Yeah. Yep. Good good preaching, good day, good day. Yep. Good preaching. Awesome. It wasn't me preaching. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, man, it wasn't well, me. Good job. He yeah. preached yesterday. <laughs> so that's why it's yeah. good. Some of the right, preached, right. yes. Right. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, Chad, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like our, our last study, day two, it wasn't good, but day three was good. So, yeah. yeah. Right. So what are we digging into today? Yeah, after all of, after all we've just said, the only productive thing we've done is is promote Seedline. So yeah. other than that, it's just been that. a bunch of banter. But um, yes, um, uh, I don't know if we've officially decided what we're going to study today. I know we're we going to... We should give context to our current situation. We just spent, oh. what, two hours... 
Not no, not quite no, two hours. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Hour and a half plus a run to CVS. Technical uh, problems. <laughs> we, we, we had some technical, technical difficulties. Issue, yes. And but we managed to get everything figured yes. out. So, so we've thrown a lot of things. A lot of things are and broken. We didn't record last week because of Chad. And Correct. We had Being issues this morning because of Chad. Right. So. Oh, thanks. Oh, so we have a common denominator. <laughs> yes. <here. laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so we were last time we uh, how about we let our guest decide okay is that wrong putting right, him no, on the spot well he's a listener so he knows what we've been discussing yes so. I've enjoyed the last several uh, episodes you guys have done uh, Sons of God and Replenish and I mean I, I've been studying right along those lines for probably about the past two years um, when I first discovered another podcast that I enjoy listening to and, uh, we don't allow any other advertisements for other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to mention it. I was if just people gonna, have time to I, listen, they must listen that's to this right. podcast. This, yeah. Yep. We're trying to reach the two dozen. The, right, the we're, tens. We're reaching. Get yeah. tens of tens of Can listeners. I just say something? We're reaching something? dozens of people. Do you know that we actually have a round table? We do. That we discuss <laughs> theology at. This is I'm true. Just gonna, this is true. Gonna this say, gonna, and that's all you're going to say. I have some friends who discuss theology at a round table. Uh, but we also have a round table with, well, a, with a hole in it. But do so. we actually have – but never mind. Maybe okay, not. but – okay, so no further puns here, but Josh was recently knighted. Well, he so was. So is this knights at the round table? Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> no, it can't be because you all aren't. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Knight, knight of the round knight, table. Yes. So and, is that going to be your surfs. call sign? I was just thinking this this morning too. Again, this will be more useless information, but um, – I love banter. I feel like we need to have online names – you know, like a username. Yeah, you, you know, I just I was thinking of this on the way in. You know, just the nicknames that people had. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dukes of Hazard had Crazy Cooter, Howlin' Mad Murdoch, uh, Wolfman Jack. Mm-hmm. I think my online name should be Slim Jim. What do you think about that? I was thinking more like Coyote. <laughs> Wiley Coyote. Hey, there you go. Right. Right. That's good. I've got right. some options. Anyway, right. that's all useless information. Let's get to the podcast. Okay, here we go. But I was thinking about that. <laughs> you know, what? Can, I, can I just say? he? This uh, is why we don't have no, a topic coming Scott in. Asked, <laughs> Scott asked me, he's like, so how much editing do you guys do, you know, of your pod, of the podcast? And what did I say? None. <laughs> this is, this is, um, this is gold. This is good stuff. Okay. Well, I am blessed. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do this since we have a special guest today? He, he, he brought up something um, very, very interesting, which okay. I thought um, would be very prudent, and he seems to be very knowledgeable of it. And that is, and, and this does go along, I believe, with the Sons of God discussion, and that is being able to date the earth using the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I think that's well, a that's cool, yes. that's really a cool... Uh, way to, you know, to do that, uh, to be able to date the earth. We were just, okay, we went on a Baptist history tour, is where Josh and I were, and we went to a particular spot where we went into some caverns, and we went underground. Uh, Josh and I were about 90 to 100 feet underground in these web maze of caverns and of course you have a tour guide that is saying millions of years several times Mm. and it's interesting Uh, we got to a particular point in the tour and again (laughs) she is giving a tour to a bunch of baptist preachers and she says and she doesn't know that (laughs) this particular stalactite how old do you think this 
is. And everyone said immediately, about 6,000 years. Or one of them <laughs> said, no, nowhere near, what did he say? Um, can it be, can't be as old as, it can't be older than 6,000. Has to be at least. Right. Yeah. So you started out thousands of years and our tour guide didn't know who we were. And she yes. said, oh, it's, you know, it's like she was talking to kindergarten. Yeah. She was laughing that. pretty good at right. that. Right. She's like, oh, it's way older than 6,000 mm-hmm. years. And, um, uh, but I thought that was interesting. We kind of dealt with that a little bit uh, this week as mm-hmm. far as how old things are. Why does a rock look old? How do you know it's old? Mm-hmm. What's an old rock look like? Mm-hmm. I think all rocks look old. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If I look at two rocks, one doesn't appear older to me than the other. But right. anyway, <laughs> right. how, do we, how do we use the Word of God? For, uh, uh, in our discussion, as we've been trying to fix the computer this morning, Usher's chronology has come up. And if you've been in church any amount of time or in school, you've perhaps have heard that name before. How or did he... Have a Schofield Bible. The yeah, dates are right at the right at the top of the headers. Yes. That's what I had and I when believe I was a kid Schofield growing used, up. So those dates were right Schofield there. Schofield used ushers. He uses ushers, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. How did ushers do that? Did he examine fossils? Did he dig through earth layers, finding gas pockets? Did he study moon rock? How did he do that? I, how, how did he come up with these dates? Did he study history, Egyptian history, Israeli history? I know the answer. I'm asking questions to stir up conversation. Everyone's looking at each other. Yeah, I know. I'm no just one. wondering if he found a gas pocket. Like, what he, oh, yeah, that's more evidence the earth is young, you know, when you find that gas pocket. I don't know. But, that's what came to my mind. Okay. <laughs> so what did Usher, what did he use? Well, he basically used the Word of God and just took the Bible for what it says. Amen. Um, if the Bible in Genesis 5 lists a genealogy and says uh, Adam lived 930 years and Seth lived 910 or whatever the exact number is, um, he just took it at face value that the Bible means what it says. It says what it means. And so when it says that Adam lived 930 years, that means he lived 930 years. And so when you go through the genealogies, when you look at several key passages, and maybe we'll touch on those, um, that give key chronological dates, keys, if you will, that you can hinge some of the things on, and you just put it all together. Um, he came up with basically 4,000 years of Old Testament history from creation to the birth of Christ is where he had it, 4004 B.C. to 4 B.C. And then, uh, of course, we've got uh, pretty accurate historical records of the last couple thousand years. Hmm. So um, I often say that uh, you can take the Bible and you can see about 4,000 years of Old Testament history. We can see about 2,000 years of church history, and we know that there is a literal thousand-year kingdom that is forthcoming. And so you add it all up, it's about 7,000 years. And I guess what I've always wondered as I studied is, I always say about 4,000, about 2,000, and then the literal 1,000. But does the Bible support a, an exact 6,000-year history from creation to let's say, the second coming of Christ as the, the 6,000-year mark. Hmm. Is it that precise? Is, it, is God on the, on the minute, on the second with that? Or Can I go back and address one thing? Now, let me get it straight, Brother Scott. You are saying that we can just simply believe the Bible. That's, that's what you're... As crazy as that sounds, wow. yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Just let the Bible say what it says. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm being facetious yes. with you, but uh, <laughs> uh, I thoroughly, absolutely believe that. Mm. Well, so if we if we were to take you know we take this this question you know can we can we accurately place our our time and our place in history? Would we start with you know will we start with Revelation? Um, will we start with Genesis? You know where would you start in terms of I think the question is, let me reframe it this way. Is there only going to be 7,000 years of history, if you will? Do we see the Bible give witness to 6,000 years of human history without Jesus Christ sitting on the throne? And then do we see 1,000 years of Christ sitting on the throne and then altogether 7,000 years, right? That's, that's kind of the question we're driving at. The implication of the question is, Right. The implication is, if we're near the end of, you know, those six thousand years, mm. the implication is the Lord's, you know, the Lord's return is close. That's why it becomes an important question, right? Would you say that, Josh? Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the Bible says a day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and okay. a thousand years is one day. Now, obviously, the very quick understanding is well scripture's talking about time has no meaning with god mm-hmm. um and i would agree to that but why use those exact numbers and all the dating well god you know christ created everything in six days if we're going back to creation six days seventh day he rested mm-hmm. um that was a clear teaching the um, it was taught again in exodus 20 um, for the remember the sabbath day the day of rest um, the Sabbath year, you know, every seven. And um, so why that? Well, mm-hmm. if we're going with a day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and we have 6,000 years of human existence um, from creation till now, you know, let's, let's, let's play with that number for a moment. There's a day of rest, if six days, and then on the seventh day he rested. Well, a day is a thousand years. You have the millennial reign of Christ where the earth is at rest in you know what I mean mm-hmm. in that in that sense so right. right that's where we start connecting puzzle pieces like we talk about you know another thing to I think there's a, a number of things that have to be studied and then put together for example agreed what is the use of the number seven in the Bible you know is there a repetition does God repeat? using that number, um, and what is the context? And you mentioned, for example, so you have the Sabbath day, mm-hmm. there's the Sabbath year, there's the year Jubilee, which is after seven sevens, and then Israel as a nation uh, went into captivity for how long? S- 70, 70, years, 70 years, right? Yes. So it's just ten sevens. Yeah. Um, and then we also have... Well, the book of Revelation. Sure, seven if you, churches. If you want to go with seven, Revelation is mm-hmm. nothing but sevens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And then it, the passage you referenced is Second Peter chapter three, yes, right, which is um, uh, as it pertains to this is verse verse eight rather, verse eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Okay, so he tells him not to be ignorant of this. So, so if someone says to not be ignorant about something, he's you have to, you have to know this understand this, pay attention to this. It's not just this 
not just this sense that time isn't really important to God. It is understand the relationship in God's economy of time. And it's that relationship of days to, to years or a thousand years to a day. Because, all right, the day of the Lord is, is referenced here. Um, how long is the day of the Lord, ultimately? I mean, the day of the Lord is... I'm sorry, yeah. Okay. A thousand years. A thousand yeah. years. Mm-hmm. You know, a thousand and, years. And I believe this reference in Second Peter 3.8, I believe it's... Speci- I personally believe this is specifically a kingdom reference mm-hmm. because of chronologically where it is used. I don't believe God is just making an abstract statement. And I agree to that. That yes. chronologically, the events that you read in Second Peter 3, the next chronological event is the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so Second Peter 3a isn't just making a general statement, hey, a day is as a... It's, I believe it's defining how long the millennial reign will be. It will be mm-hmm. a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Which is why you, it's called the day of the Lord. Correct. That's right. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I believe the day, a thousand years, are kingdom references. I'm trying to think, besides here and Psalm 90, which is Moses' Psalm 90, I believe it's mentioned in Psalm 90. Is there another place where it says a day, a thousand years, a thousand years a day? Um, I don't, it's somewhere, I think it's in Psalm 90, yes, uh, Psalm 90 verse 4 says, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past and as a watch in the night. Mm-hmm. That's the only other, now I'm not saying it's the only ones, it's just ones coming to my mind right now where you'll have a thousand years in a day yeah. compared with one another. Yeah. Um, I can't think of, there may be others that I just can't think of to mind. But I, I feel the reference in Second Peter 3, it's, it's a kingdom reference that, now I'm not saying, please don't take it that I'm saying that discounting what we're saying as far as, you know, looking at ages perfectly mm-hmm. well could be. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, this is where everybody gets the day age Theory, as it's called in creation, right. where every day is a period of time. Here's the problem with that: just though. 24 hours. The problem with that is because the evening, the evening, the, the evening in the morning. Yes, right. exactly. There's a clear, a that, clear that phrase is made. given every day for right. a reason. Right, so. right, right. When day is mentioned without night or evening, mm-hmm. like I believe there's reference, there's even where it says the day of Abraham or the. You know, it's speaking of a time of as opposed is, yes. to just a 24-hour day. Mm-hmm. However... And context will let you know. Context yes. is the key because there's also references where day is used without night, mm-hmm. where I believe it's Pete speaking of a specific point in time mm-hmm. uh, because this is a future, you know, I believe there's a difference between the day of the Lord and the day of Christ. There's, mm-hmm. if they're both the same thing, why do we have two different... Thanks. Well, we also have in Second Peter three the day of God, right? Is it the day of God is mentioned in Second Peter yes. three, and and the day of God? This is in verse twelve of that same passage. The day of God is where the heavens are on fire and are dissolved, and the elements shall melt, melt with, with fervent heat. Well, that's not that is not okay. Between the tribulation and the millennial reign, there's this day of God where He burns everything up. And is that no. day a thousand years? Right. <laughs> that yeah. it's going to be a right. thousand. Or is that a moment? Because it says day of the Lord in verse 10, mm-hmm. whereas verse 12 says the day of God. But those are different things. Those are different things. And you just look at what's going on, right? 
uh, to determine whether or not it's the same thing. Interesting. I mean, yeah. right? Is that how you understand the day of God to come at the end of the, the yeah, millennial reign of Christ? Yeah, it speaks of different. Um, um, the Bible speaks of the day that Christ will come back for His body. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, so it's what Brother Josh said. Context, context always leads us to the correct mm-hmm. usage and definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why, hopefully, those of you who are listening, your preacher mentions context a lot. It is so key. If we just remove context or don't consider context, we are going to absolutely miss the meaning of what God is telling us in these passages. So if we take, I'm going to see if I'm going the same place you are. And if I'm not, you can say I'm not going there and then you can take (laughs) it from. But if we take that the day of the Lord is a thousand years, that as Hebrew says, there is a rest for the people of God. It is a day of rest. It's a thousand years of rest. If, and we know in creation that that rest day was the seventh day, so we have the seventh day of that week being a day of rest correlating to the millennial reign of Christ, which is a thousand years, does that give us anything to think about? You know, should we expect working backwards from that 1,000 years that we would anticipate 6,000 years of human history? Is that a fair, a fair theory? That if you're considering that theory, I think sure. so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Where were you going? I think there's. I think there's definitely enough in scripture and in types and pictures to to draw that conclusion. I mean, when you tie Second Peter three back with Genesis one, is that to me has always been kind of the the big picture, if you will. Um, and you can even you can even look at the individual days of creation. And, and see types and pictures that correspond. One example of that would be it's not until day five that life shows up when God creates life. He creates the whales. He creates the fish, the birds. Day six creates the animals and man. So basically two days uh, of abundant life. And actually the word abundant is found twice in that Genesis 1 passage. Hmm. And so, you know, correspond that with 2,000 years of uh, history from Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and now life has been made available. And for 2,000 years, I'm abundant life I'm that you might is... have life and that you might have it more abundant. That's right. That's right. So all of those pictures um, are definitely there. Uh, it's interesting, too, that the day of the Lord is used, I don't know how many times in Scripture, but quite a few, a lot of times. Uh, day of Christ, only a handful of times, I think. And as far as I know, I think the Second Peter 3.12 reference to the day of God is the only reference to the day of God. And obviously the context is the end of the millennial kingdom. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that, that eternal day, you guys talked about uh, world without end. I mean, there will never be another night once the day of God shows up. Um, it's an eternal day. Um, but back to the question uh, of the, the chronology. Um, you know, again... Does, does the Bible support the, the idea of 6,000 years of, of human history culminating with then a, a, a seventh millennium, if you will, a 1,000 reign? Um, you see it in types and pictures. I, I guess for a long time, I believe that that's, that's kind of a neat thought, and, and it, it might be that, that God orchestrates that, but you know that's in the mind of God, and that's not something we'd be able to figure out. But the more I studied, the more I looked at chronology, I just I thought to myself, well, maybe 
maybe we maybe the Bible does reveal enough with the dates and the genealogies and 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 certain chronological statements that you could put together a pretty accurate six thousand year hmm. picture of human history. And that's just I I just enjoy studying it. I don't, I don't want to use the word hobby, but um, I just think it's fun trying to put those things together. And let's just stop for a moment as well for those that are listening, because unfortunately there are some who, when you talk about some of these things, they just accuse you, well, you're trying to predict the, the time when Jesus comes back. And right. yeah. no one is doing that. We, um, no one around the table here thinks that, you know, we can predict exactly when the Lord Jesus would come back because we're Bible believers. The Bible says that we can't know that. However, uh, it does tell us to be aware of the times. Right. It does tell us, you know, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we are to look for his return. Uh, Paul tells Timothy about the perilous times, which I believe we're in now. I believe the perilous times are for the church. Um, and so we are to be looking to that and to be able to recognize the signs of that. So I just wanted to mention, because again, you know... <laughs> We're just in our society today where uh, people just quickly go to, you know, if you disagree, you're a racist, you're a, you know, and yeah, that's, yeah, their, yeah. that's their only comeback. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't want anyone to think that, you know, well, you guys are trying to predict when Jesus is coming back. No, we're not trying to do that at all. We're, we're just understanding what the words written in front of us. We're just seeing what the Bible yeah. says and, and what's wrong with seeing some, hey, this, these are interesting comparisons <laughs> here. Um, but... I do. I've got before me. I, I, I was going to ask you what you have yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, these are my notes that I put together as far as dating the earth. Um, I didn't read anybody. I didn't Google anything. I didn't. I just used scriptures. Um, I'm a big word searcher. That's how I study the Bible. And so I just plug in every time the word year or years and just do a lot of reading and a lot of, and this must be where Usher's got his dating from. It has to be from these scripture passages. So, so I've got that in front of me, which is a combination of genealogies with some key verses, which gives us numbers of years where I believe you can very accurately, I mean, to the year, you can date the Exodus, you can date the birth of Abraham, you can date the conquest of Jericho, um, right to the year. You can give the year Abraham left the year of the Chaldees. You can date the flood. I believe the flood took place in 2417 BC, just using the Bible to do so. Um, I haven't looked at a single fossil. <laughs> I haven't done that. I, I believe, according to this, I believe um, man goes back to 4073 B.C. So, uh, oh my goodness, you believe that there were 60 more years than Usher. Well, what are you doing? You know, evolutionists throw around billions of dollars like the government throws around trillions of uh, billions of years, like the, the government, government throws, throws around, around dollars. Yeah. So um, I don't think we would quibble over 60 no. years versus no, 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 no. billions. But um, but again, this is all just from verses in the Bible. Just believe in what the Bible says. So... Yeah.